Bienvenidos. Welcome to another week. Your favorite <laughs> for all three of our viewers out there. I think Hi. I think we've I think we I think we have increased by fifty percent from we, two we to three I viewers. Feel good about it. We, I we do. had seven one week. Which is good. Yeah, At I some know. point. Oh no, not seven. We had eleven. Yeah, you know, people people listen. Eleven. People it. people all watch right. uh afterwards too. This is what's called a ground swell. Yeah. A very, very, very ground swell. Uh, anyway, I am your co-host, Ian Taranji. Uh, you can hit me on Twitter, at Wokesons84. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> One of these days, I'll explain that whole deal. Um, and uh, as always, my, my esteemed co-hosts, the lovely Michelle Bush. Good Michelle, how are you? Good evening. I am absolutely wonderful. That is wonderful to hear. Yes. Mr. Marcus K. Dowling, how I'm are you? good. At Marcus with the C K D O W L I N G on all social media. I am fantastic. I am I'm ready to like smile and laugh because I've reached this point with everything that we talk about in this program where if I don't smile and laugh about it before I get on air, oh. I'd be really angry like really, all the time. Really so, angry. So, yeah, I mean, uh, it, we've just reached like, I mean, it's funny when you start to see the word collusion like pop up in the newspaper. And collusion, collusion, collusion. I'm like, yeah. I, I, before 8 a.m., I'm already like cackling in bed. It's, <laughs> it's, it's disturbing. <laughs> like. Well, being as though all of us now wake up at a certain time, you know, I will pick up my phone and I'm like, Let's see what Marcus is cackling about uh, today. Yeah. And normally it's like five thirty, yeah. six o'clock. Yeah, six o'clock, yeah. If we yeah. if we assume the first Trump tweet at six AM. So I'm usually waking up <laughs> at at uh Trump tweet plus one. Mm -hmm. And some people are waking up at Trump tweet plus two, Trump tweet plus four. Trump, but, you know. Trump tweet via Fox News. Yeah, What's always yeah. funny is when you like, okay, so I did the, the Fox News versus Trump's tweets thing where you actually put the show on. Because mm -hmm. again, this is along the lines of me watching Alex Jones. So like, because oh, right. right. he's, he's outstandingly ridiculous. So you'll, you'll watch the show and then when you get to like the commercial break, you see a flood of tweets. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, okay. Right. I, 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 it's, it's literal. Like that's, and that's the frustrating part is that you don't want to believe that the president like, okay, so you don't want to believe that the president is a normal person in quotes who just does normal things like we, we all do. Right. You want to believe that the president is like exceptional, exceptional and doing exceptional things like he's on the phone with you know like the the the, the prime minister of North Korea at six o'clock in the morning trying to not you know negotiate some kind of peace accord. But instead, he, he is sitting on his toilet, picking his nose. Right, he's watching Fox News while sitting on his toilet, and you know this, and you're just like, "That's really frustrating." Yep. Yeah, yeah. He's dump tweeting. Ugh. That's dump Trump. <sighs> Y'all should have voted. Who? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. Maybe that's what we should call the show. Y'all should have voted. Y'all should have voted. Because I tell you, foreign affairs would just be, I think, great right now if, you know. We weren't the biggest hey, fan of her. Hey, we're at war and nobody's dying. We're at war and nobody's dying. And the and the and the twelve <laughs> USA <laughs> USA. No, but literally, we're in the middle of a trade war. I mean, yeah. that's yeah. a thing. Now. Somebody finally, it was it was a news article. I don't know, if it was BBC America. It was it was flashed across something that I was watching, and it was like, we're at war. We're Tra actually at tra war. Trade deal. That's right. Yeah. And nobody is dying. Nobody's dying. 
which the is battle. astounding. But white people are. I'm sorry. Someday we'll be, we'll look back at the great battle of Microsoft. Oh God. The great battle of Comcast. Microsoft <laughs> and 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 Xerox. Yeah. yeah. You know war, who stole who stole what. The war of Sky Sports. Yeah. yeah. But back to my original statement. When we took over Alibaba. Oh, my God. <laughs> really turned the tide of the war. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. And white people are still calling the cops on black people that live in apartment buildings and have the key and the key code Yeah, at the pool just chilling. And I also like when cops are um, just kind of standing around going, I don't really know what to do. And, like, some old racist white man is berating uh, some poor woman because she has a Puerto Rico T-shirt on. Uh, yeah. And he's like, you shouldn't wear this. And she's like, I'm an American citizen. Puerto Ricans are American citizens. Right. He's like, if you're a real American, you wouldn't wear that. And it's just like. But can I ask this really serious question? Who the fuck is Kiki? I mean, I think it's Riri, but that's just me. That's what I was thinking, too. I mean, it's logical. Drake is that basic at this point. Like, oh. you do that. I mean, what did I say? Musical Benadryl. Yes. Oh, quite oh literally. Boy. Oh, boy. Are we going to get into that? Are we going to get into that later in the show? I mean, that, is that going to be part of the bish? Only if you love me. Is that going to be part of the bish or part of the my I favorite thing? I just like thing. seeing OBJ, like, breaking it out. Like, but you know. Mm. Let, let's start talking about politics tonight. You don't want to talk about Odell Beckham Jr.? I do not want to talk about Odell Beckham Jr. Because it looked like his knees were hurting when he got out of that damn car. I was like, wow. But I was like, what are you doing? It's like uh, now I go to Instagram to look for food inspiration and, you know, to see what they did on Love and Hip Hop. But even I don't I don't care. But, you know, my homegirl's a right, line care. producer. You so care. I care. You, care. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's just Kiki, do you love me? And I'm just like, oh, my, I don't even know who the hell Kiki is. But I was like, it's Rihanna. Mm-hmm. Of course it is. It's Rihanna. Of course it, is. it has to be. It has She's to too be. afraid to say her mm-hmm. name in public mm-hmm. because she, she publicly she, ethered him. <laughs> we were not I, friends. When I say I, she started a lingerie company, Savage. Yeah, yeah. she's savage. There it is. There it is. Man. I don't know him. Hmm. He ain't my friend in real life. You see, but you see the medias. you see the picture of her with her finger out. Uh, with I thought it was her ex boyfriend. So mm-hmm. it's because her current. I don't know. He's got a billion damn dollars, and she's like. I think every boyfriend's an ex boyfriend. I mean, you know, it's she, just it's just, just a question she's just of living life time. She is living life and having fun. I'm gonna look over here. This, she's living this her camera best right life. here. Any of my boyfriends out there? Hey, how y'all doing? She's just having fun. <laughs> I love it. Why not? But I mean, let's talk some politics. Because we right have right just right. taken this show and gone a whole. No, I mean, I mean, <laughs> these are actually relevant political issues, and, and as I do on this show, I'll tie it all back. So I'm all right. Not to worry. I'm gonna not start to calling worry. you Mr. Collusion. I'm just a so, guy. So DC. But we're gonna we're gonna actually start. Uh, we usually start national and then work our way to the local, and I think that often causes the local stuff to kind of get short shrift. <laughs> we <laughs> realize we're running out of time sometimes, in the show. Uh, let's talk about some local DC politics that was I I'm think down. I think good this week. Um, mm-hmm. Good only because it fixed a. It, it, it kind of brought a, what would have been a potentially catastrophic bad back to sort of status quo ante. Um, but DC was proposing a basically a, a loudness ordinance yeah. for mm-hmm. outdoor amplified music yep. in the District of Columbia. Michelle, why don't you kind of give us like the, the who, what, where, why of this whole thing, and then we'll talk about kind of like who's pushing this, who introduced it, um, and the fact that it was withdrawn and, you know, what, yeah. is that, what does that mean for the future of this sort of legislation? And then, you know, we'll talk about kind of what's at stake with 
I have a lot of thoughts on this, so let's Great. definitely want to. Great. Yeah. Michelle, lay it on us. So uh, the Amplified, you know, I always mess up the name of it. The Amplified Noise Emergency Amendment Act of 2018. Jesus, that just fucking sounds ridiculous. <laughs> just sounds like ridiculous. I, I, used like, to wor- I used to work for the council, so you having this to type all of that out like. and <laughs> you having to say it and then you having to copy all of those copies and then give it here and then you have to schedule oh, it. I'm smiling the whole time while I'm talking about this because this was just complete uh, utter and bullshit. You know, it, I mean, it to me, and again, and like I said this before, council members are legislators. They are to legislate law yeah. that will honor, protect, uplift, do whatever for mm-hmm. their ward, their community. And for it, the city. For the city. Yeah. And if you really go on the website and look at some of the bills that have been created, you really want to think, why the hell did I vote for this person? Yeah. So yeah, uh, listen. You know what? I feel like I feel like this story kind of plays into uh, what I what I hope is a larger narrative of this sort of in Trump's America, Mm -hmm. a reawakening of the sort of democratic constitutional spirit that is supposed to guide us. um, That too many people seem far too happy to abandon Mm -hmm. and you know forsake. Uh, you know, for the matter of, you know, to get political power. Yeah. I mean, and this this yeah. is not the the first time. This is just the first, well, it's not the first bill. They have had emergency hearings um, down at the at the Wilson building. For views that don't know, that is 1350 Pennsylvania Avenue, Northwest yeah. D.C. Yeah. Go ahead. Right with the, big, with the Big Barry. Yes, right with the Big Barry waving his hand. That is across from the J.W. Marriott and Freedom Plaza. Yes, go right. visit the people down there. Go visit um, them. Yeah, absolutely. Go visit them. They're so tell so tell us what like what what are like the main what were the main provisions of this bill. So, you know, I'll, I'll roll it off, but uh, it shall be unlawful for any persons to make, operate, use, play any electronically amplified sound in a public space that is plainly audible to an individual or normal hearing at a vertical, horizontal, or diagonal distance of 100 feet or more wow. from the sound source as measured from public space or from inside a residential <laughs> dwelling or common space. Child, that's just one little paragraph so no, basically that's, but that's i think that's the the, the main the that's sort of like the operative the operative is just that it is yeah. basically if you are playing loud music if you are performing loud music mm. and it can be heard 100 feet from the source of where that is then you are going to be fined and or well no and jailed or you can be jailed jesus um <laughs> so basically Anybody that is performing at a metro station, I feel um, like I feel like I, I know somebody who might have some thoughts I'm, on this. I'm gonna say well, it's, I'm gonna say it's one metro station. Because how many? Because I'd like to know how many uh, decimal de- uh, devices do you have in your possession? I, d- I, d- I just I just have one on my phone. You yeah, know, I just walk around. Mm-hmm. And, you know. Yeah. So okay. So you, if you go down by Gallery Place, down ga- go down, down gallery, gallery on Mothers. Anyway. <laughs> What up, Mo? Um, <laughs> you go down gallery <laughs> on Mother's, mm, Mo, mm, mm. at like 10 o'clock at night, any night during the week. In front of class. There are young African Americans who are playing loud music. Yes. While wealthy white people yes. are walking by them, clutching their purses and pearls, mm-hmm. and f- generally freaking out. 
Yes, this, this is, is true. This is absolutely one hundred percent true. Systematic attempt by the DC government mm. to <laughs> effectively remove African American youth from being around conservative white people. Holla if you hear me. There's no other way to say it. That's it. It 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 frustrates me because I understand why. The amount of money, people have to understand this, the amount of money that is on the line now. Yeah. So, like, DC is, like, plateaued when it comes to, like, tourism, like, revenue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, we're, and the plateau point is ridiculous. It's, like, $7.5 billion. So, it's yeah. not, like, yeah. $100,000, like, $50. It's $7.5 billion. It's not Disney World, no. but it's <laughs> DC's pretty high up on the list of right. tourism spots nationwide. So, you need to do things to, like, break that threshold Mm -hmm. and if you have areas of the city that you want to like overpopulate there's a lot of real estate like the fuddruckers on the corner gone uh there's you know like up and down uh up and down sixth and seventh street there's a lot of real estate that's there that they Mm -hmm. want that i'm sure i feel like a hundred percent sure that they want to turn into tourist destinations because you have the National Portrait Gallery, mm-hmm. which is right there, which has the portrait of Obama, so they're doing crazy business. Mm-hmm. And you have a desire to do restaurants, high-end restaurants, because you have the two Jose Andres spots. Yep. You know, on that same on that same block further down, you have uh, what is it, uh, Haleo, Haleo and uh, China Chocano. Mm-hmm. So you have this these these destination points where like, right. you know, expensive white people. You can definitely do high-end. And don't in forget about the. Uh, there's one thing that we never talk about, and we don't talk about the developers. When we're talking about these bills right. and certain things. Yeah, they control the city. And, well, we know who controls a lot of it. Right. I'm not going to say anything about the weather, but um, <clears throat> Jamal Douglas. No, but I'm just saying. Douglas development. Right. I just mm-hmm. want to say that the thing is Grimey. is that once, once they, you they remove the kids... And you don't care where they go. They could literally go one stop over the line on the green line. Which mm. what, what, at which what? Let's talk about the bus stop. One not stop the green over. line, not the red line, though. A no, pro- not the red line. A, a proposal <laughs> green line. may have been drafted to move those bus stops right. one block over. Right. So you got a one stop over, one block over. Right. So if, you're, if you want to you know, like move these African-American young musicians to college park metro in which some of them are really good or to bridge george's plaza metro mm-hmm. or to Nothing. you know the metro that's right down the street from mount rainier Ra- rainier yeah rainier yeah Ro- is that rhode island avenue yeah <laughs> just saying rainier yeah we are all uh, native washingtonians it's good to see you all this evening on dc yeah. tpt <laughs> So I'm just saying, those are things like those are those are places where these mu- young musicians are ideally best suited to play. Branch I have Metro Station. Exactly. <laughs> so this is basically, I mean, let's let's it's, let's it's call this thorough, what it is. It's, it's thorough it's, gentrification. It's gentrification. And it's Correct. not, but it's not the first time. This is what's it, it's still getting me. I'm I, I'm I'm grateful for the people that stepped up and and are continuing to fight this every single day. Yeah. This was not the first time, and I think we're having a, a bad habit, I'm, and I don't mean to, to bring it down, but I think we have a very bad habit of not sticking to what we believe in. It's always in our hearts. 
and will always be in our minds that, you know, you're going to continue to move into the city and move into places where there's going to be noise. Mm -hmm. If it's coming from after the Wizards game, the I can't even believe I said that uh, after the Caps game or if it's after the horse um, show. Yeah. You're going to have yeah. noise. Don't fucking move into gallery place. I mean, exactly right. You can do that and say that, but I feel like the major issue with all of this is that it's a pre-existing condition that we've just exacerbated. Like that's the whole problem. Like with the whole thing, it's like it, it would be one thing if this was like a brand new situation. No, it is not brand new because we have talked about. I mean, this is actually our second time, and this is our thirteenth episode. This is our second time talking about the noise issue that has come into play. Right. So I'm glad that we're talking so, about yeah. it, I mean, and and we're keeping it going. But let me let me backtrack. Yeah, yeah, all yeah. Into all means. It. Yeah. So it was introduced last month mm -hmm. by Anita Bonds. Um, so she's who was just reelected? Yeah. So during the primary, so she is yeah, the she just um, got reelected at, at large. Yeah. Um, oh, she's at large. She's yeah. at large. Yeah. Um, has been in uh, Mary Che, of course, who nobody ever runs against her, and yeah, she's just there. Which I remember ward, one, which ward is she's Mary Che? At, um, mm, good Jesus, three, three. Um, then you have uh, Jack Evans, ward Who's two, ward two, ward right. two. Uh, again, somebody who's been in forever um, to introduce this. So it was just very odd to me that these three individuals. Yeah, what do those wards have in common? I mean, what do the well, first of all? What do they have in common? Right. Got to look at their voting record. What do their wards have in common? I know where one lives. I don't. I've never paid attention to where the other two live. Um, and I'd like to get the cats and whatever that thing that they did at WTOP, some <laughs> animal photo shoot. Right. <laughs> I'd like to get that out of my head. I mean, I'm not eating at the potluck ever again. No, but the thing is, is like we're we're headed to this space. Because you don't see you don't see Ward Five. No. On there, you don't see Six on there. You you don't hey, you don't see okay, you you create okay so two things number one anybody that's not paying attention to, to tourism right now in the city you're and, and you're interested you need in politics because what was it seventy five mil just got dropped into yeah. the yeah, yeah come on you pay I attention mean, you have to pay attention to that and number two you have to pay attention to the population shifts of where we're still getting a thousand people a month coming into D.C. and you have to see where they're going mm -hmm. because they're going funnily enough. The, the the flood has kind of like stopped in like the ward fives and mm -hmm. ward fours. Mm -hmm. It has. What's fascinating is that people are just moving to the outskirts, which is like ward one, ward two, ward three. Mm -hmm. Like they're just staying along the edge, right? Because right. the housing is actually super cheap along the edge. Mm -hmm. Like if you go one, if you go literally two blocks over from like a million dollar house in Upper Northwest, you're in. That house Maryland. is four hundred is four hundred thousand. Yeah, it's like because you're right, you you abut. Yeah. The Maryland border, <laughs> so <laughs> anything that anybody that's like living is moving to D.C. now is moving as close to the Maryland border as humanly possible. Right. We were just talking about the whole, you know, Ward 5 and the lines of, because I was saying, right. oh, I'm going to be in a particular neighborhood. Right. You know, so oh, cat's out the bag. Um, yeah. And they're like, oh, that's might as well say that's Maryland. Well, it's not. Right. But if, you know, we were saying upper South, I mean, not South Capitol Street, um, 
Rhode Island, Rhode Island Ave- Avenue. Yeah, Rhode Island Avenue. <laughs> We'd right. be closer to Mount Rainier. Mount Rainier. <laughs> Mount but Rainier. Yeah. Which is Ward 5. Right, exactly. So. so those are things to consider. Like, you have to really think about how this game is now being played. What are we seeing from a demographics shift standpoint? Like, what are we seeing oh, okay. in the district? It's a, it's a, it's, it's a hold pat because, oh, that was, that was, that was that loud. Was loud. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, it's a hold Snap pat. I'm, I'm exci- I get excited about this stuff. But it's a hold pat <laughs> um, from uh, the, the African-American community that has remained in the city. Yeah. Because you're finding now that you can't economically disenfranchise the people that are left. Mm. Which, I, which for me, I expected would happen when I used to run the One Love Massive website every single day. And I would write about these issues every single day. It's like three years ago, yeah, two, yeah. three years ago. Mm-hmm. And it was funny because like the one thing I noted, I was like, wait, at some point you're going to find a group of black people that are just going to have so much money. They're going to have just enough money to be able to like physically stay <laughs> in the city and not be able to be moved. Mm-mm. And it's going to be funny because... They're going to try to move them out and try to, like, you know, literally pay them millions of dollars to move. But these are people that, like, have good money and have good jobs and live near where they work. Welcome to Waldorf. Right. But they don't want to. But they don't want to go to Waldorf. They live. Hell no. You got to have a passport to right. go to Waldorf. They live in. They live on 16th Street or they live. Yeah. You know, like over by near where you're probably going to be in Ward 5. Yeah. Like, you know, they live there. And <laughs> we don't want to put it out there so y'all be coming to my house. No, <laughs> but those are things. Like, those are things where people, those are places where people live because it's easy to stay there because, okay, yeah. so this housing thing is softening. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so I don't, and I'm not going to sell my house. Like, I'm not going to be a, a fool and, you know, like take this $2 million check to get out. Yeah. Because it's like you live near where you work, you enjoy the community. You live, and work, and worship in the. In right. your qu- in your quadrant, right? And well, Shaw Shaw is fascinating. We're in Shaw right now. Shaw is a fascinating community on that same level, because a lot of the entrenched African Americans in Shaw are like super rich old money black people, mm-hmm. like the only super rich old money black people left in the city. <laughs> and no, there's still some in Hillcrest. Yeah. Okay. Oh okay, yeah. Right. Oh no. Oh, please don't forget. Okay. Ward seven and Ward eight. I will not. I will not because I grew up <laughs> over there. I could definitely not. Got some dollars over but, there. But I find it fascinating because these are people who like live, work, and worship in the same area now. And now it's like economically like incentivized for them to not go anywhere. Mm. And I mean, and it's crazy because if you go literally down the street from the one of the massive, you know, offices, you have a bunch of black churches. That hey, actually, right? That aren't going anywhere. We ain't going That's nowhere. Right. They're just hanging out and like I love fifty-four years. Like I love seeing like you know like with Shiloh, like they're like trying to think about doing some renovations and. No, we weren't trying. We always were going to do. The <laughs> <laughs> Let me clear that up right, okay. <laughs> for the people, because right. you know I, I've I've read those back page uh, blogs that the gentrifiers have been writing about Shiloh. We had to go through so much back and forth and so much paperwork. Because they don't want you there. Because those are our properties. Right. And let me tell you, when Shaw Bijou was open, we literally were going to have the blackest block in D.C. Right. You have a black, big old Shout ch- out to Kwame. Shout out to Kwame. A black church, all of, of the housing and the properties, yeah. Carter G. Woodson's home, yeah. and then the Shaw Bijou. Right. We literally were the blackest block. It's, it's, it's amazing. In, and, in, and in the city. And it's fascinating because when to get back it's back to the noise violation. But scripture is gone. They sold and went to Maryland. Yeah, I saw that. $13 yeah. million. Right. 
So I mean, thirteen million dollars. You can do this. You can do these things. You can you can move they people with that money. They got lowball. If you if you own property in Northwest DC, you can do this. Yeah. So the thing to, to tie this back to the noise um, ordinance issue is that if you can't put money in people's hands to get them to leave, mm-hmm. then you can certainly tell their kids to not play loud music at ten o'clock at night while white people are trying to have dinner. <sighs> the travesty. You could do that. <laughs> like Hold on a second. I'm gonna. I'm throwing a flag. What white people are having dinner at 10 o'clock? Young white people. Young. The ones with money. You didn't read the article that I, that I posted today about the young <laughs> interns in the city? Oh, that, the, about the, the extinct dive bars and yeah. just, a, just a piggyback from the crap that I posted a couple of weeks ago yeah, about how, mean, how they couldn't date in the city. They, and how about are, you leave the city, okay? I'll just put it like Bye. this. I'll just put it like this. <laughs> given given where I work and what I do and the circles I roll in, I can tell you that there are people who, who happily have their parents pay for $3,500 a month apartments. Yep. Mm, yes. Like, yes. and they work. I wish my parents could pay. Right. So they, but they work <laughs> and they make, and they make <laughs> high five figures. So these yeah. are people who make like 50 to 75K a year in their early 20s whose parents are paying for their apartments, which are like $3,500 a month. So that means that they have like four and $5,000 a month to just like spend on who shot John and God knows what. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> so 10 o'clock at night for dinner, it's yeah. those folks. I'm going All to, right, they're going to go enough, to Kava and go get some food. They're going to run in and, oh, but you're still open. And, okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Or, or is that what I do? No, no. And then they sit and then they stand. And what's even funnier about the noise ordinance issue to like, I guess, to close it out is my favorite thing is when there's like the young group of like young millennial white folks, because we're very rarely ever black folk in the middle of these circles who whip out their iPhones to take pictures of like Malik the Dope drummer. Like, and he and his friends are like playing drums and shout out to Malik because you're great. Yeah. But it's like this Brilliant. thing where it's like yeah. everybody's like, he's like the pee, he's like the, 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 the specimen in the Petri dish. They're just like. Yeah. And, and I'm walking by real fast because I don't do that. <laughs> I don't do down gallery. I mean, but you, you've seen it though. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> Everybody whips out the phone and they have like, oh my God, street music in DC. Oh, go, go. Look, oh. And you're just like, oh, I'm God. Like, uh, okay, all right. <laughs> I, I just dap him up, and I'm like, hey, man, yeah, this is up, cool. What's up, Kenny Sway? What's up, Malik? <laughs> How y'all doing? But shout out to, you know, Kimon is always, you know, down for the cause and down for the fight and everything. And, you know, yeah. it, it's it's not an, an easy place, um, the Wilson Building. It, it's not. And so I just hope that everybody that was down for the cause and that truly, you know, it, it, it is for this city and and, yeah, I mean and, and for the growth and, and bringing our, our city, excuse me, some type of soul back to the city. That's exactly Keep right. Keep fighting on That's because exactly right. I will tell you and I will say it loud and clear. I'm live. I have posted it on my webs on my um, Facebook page. So anybody goes back and see this or you hear me say this. There's a lot of people that were born and raised here and I don't see y'all doing nothing. OK. Well, well I mean, it's easy to it's easy to close your door. But that's all they do. Yeah. If, you, if you're sitting on a stack, and you they, can they, close your door. They close their door. I mean, that's but a you, beautiful thing. But you th- you're throwing out T-shirts, but I don't see you doing anything. You're throwing out. And I mean, I'm not taking jabs and, and, no, and be very I, clear. I roll with who I roll with, and I support who I support. Right. But I just see so it's many. It's a jab-free zone. It's a jab-free zone. But I will tell the honest truth. I see too many people that are native Washingtonians that grew up here that are the soul of the city 
not doing anything. And it's like, okay, but you're sitting on Facebook all day. You could you could repost this. And you're like, oh, shout out to this. But why don't you take your ass down there to the protest and see what's going on? Right. And it's like, okay, you really just don't care. You're just going to live in this society and and and, and not care about a city oh, that. I had somebody tell me something recently um, that I and think that's is, at dot 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 dot. Yeah, I think oh. there's something <laughs> that's salient to this. Um, somebody explain this to me because it's it's like an OG of DC culture was like, hey man, so when you shake the hand of the person that's causing the problem, what are you doing when you're in the room to make sure that they're wise about the solution? (laughs) And that's a real issue that a lot of the people who have stroke and availability and access in these rooms have to think about because every you can't avoid mm-hmm. if you want to do anything on any sort of like socio political level in the city, you can't avoid having that moment where you're gonna shake somebody's hand and just feel like, hi, how am I here? How what are we, how how are you and I talking? And then it's like you shake their hand, but at the same time it's like, do you do you shut up when you're in the room? Do you just sit there and just like collect your paycheck or do whatever you do or you know like just 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 accept that this is what it is? Or do you sit there and say, hey, okay, I'm here. So you know that this is the, the, the baggage that comes along with me, and I'm going to put it on the table. So you can do whatever you want with it, but I'm, my baggage is here. People can't accept that any. They, they, if, they, if they can't accept the baggage of themselves, how are they going to accept the baggage of, of what you're going to bring? Right. Let's, let, and everything that you're just saying, you know personally. Yeah. That's what I've gone through. Right, I know. That's why I said it. Like, literally. So... If you can't deal with it, because my, me, my baggage, and, and how I feel about the city, and how I feel about the people, and who I support, and who I don't support, it's not going anywhere. No, but you have to be, you have to be willing. But I'm willing to sit across the table from you, have a literal discussion, and let's see how we, we we're both, we both have a, a, a there's a, always a cause and an effect. I mean, it's, it's crazy, so like. I guess, gosh, we've been going on this for a while, but um, <laughs> I just want to make, I well, want to make a final, I want to make a final point. This happens because we start with national. Yeah. And, and then we end up, and yeah, we end this up, local conversation is super important. No, this, ha- this had to happen. Had to happen. This had um, to happen. Okay. Here comes final point number two. Yes. <laughs> yes. I promise, point number I two. promise not to put a footnote so with it. So there's a thing <laughs> where um, racial economic disparity in DC is going to become super problematic. When you look at people who have access to wealth and access to power and access to the ability to use capital to forge massive change in the city, because nothing small happens in the city anymore. It's all massive change. It's It's all like I've built a a giant building across the street and boom, there it is. It's done. Mm -hmm. You have to be able to look. You have to we have to be able to if you're going to sit at the table, especially as black folk sitting at the table. You have to be able to come to the table either with people who have money with them that is clean. And that's an important statement to make. <laughs> if you have money that is clean and you can sit at the table, that is important. I mean, we, I'm, just, we, I'm not talking on my ass. So be we, real. We can't have no Jeffrey Thompson. Be real here. Be real. Just be real. Like, can't that's the thing. We can't have no Jeffrey Dollars. No, nah, you can't. It's not it's real. Like so you have to have that thing where you, you have to sit down with people who have legitimate money. Of which there are very few. You have to bring those people with you. You have to bring them into your conversation. And, that, and it's easy to do now. It's not yeah. impossible mm-hmm. to do. You just have to be willing to do the work to make it happen. Yeah. Because that has to happen. But once that happens, then you can do whatever you want to do. Uh, so I'd like to make final point number three. Bam. Uh, which is <laughs> irrespective, irrespective, uh, and n- not that it's not 
serious because we've just spent a lot of time discussing it, but the gentrification aspects of it. This is just a bad piece of legislation. Horrible. Like, the, uh, you know, we do not need one further erosions of musicians' livelihoods. Um, and two, we do not need further erosion of the vibrancy of, you know, like a musical culture in this city of which agree. outdoor, loud, in-your-face, brassy, mm-hmm. you know, go-go-y beat. Go-go-y. Music. I like that. I like that. Make Up a hit. Your go-go-y. Make a, go somebody, go-go-y. God, somebody make a hit. Just make a hit. And just, like, that's my, that's my exasperation. Just make a hit. Because if you make a hit, then you have then you have to play it everywhere. Can we do Can we do a go-go episode next week? Sh- we could. Because yeah. I, cause I, cause no, uh, cause the thing is, I don't want to. Fuck yeah! We I don't. Do I don't want to bring. I don't want to bring on the the who you think we would bring on. No, but somebody's got to make a I, hit. I want to bring on some some other people. Yeah, somebody. Wanna, just by the way, I like. I, I need to throw my my go-go bona fides I on know, the table. Which you have. Yes, cause ICC. Because he was in Intercounty Crank. He was in ICC a go-go ICC for band. life. <laughs> ICC for life. What is happening? For life. I played like five shows with these guys. I love it though. <laughs> but no, that's the thing. Like, we moved. I'm going to fucking tattoo ICC the, for life. I think you should. <laughs> I think you should. But Josh, gosh, to the local The Intercounty Crank. To the Inter- local musical community. Which is exactly what we did. Like somebody's got to just make a hit. Just make a hit. We need a hit. Just, and and just, I don't mean an underground. No, like you get it on WKYS hit. Crew was a hit. We need. I'm gonna. I think I've got my hit. I've got my go-go hit. You I'm gonna you. call it. Crew was a hit. You're gonna call. You're performing, gonna... the apple blossom. Oh god. Okay. Instead of. It's like a kind of a deviation of doing the butt, but. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm down uh, for it. We can live with it. I figure we can. Yeah. So what Listen, are we, everything what are we, old what are we, is new again. We can just recycle. Yeah, what are we, what just are we, recycle that shit. We yeah, what are we moving, yeah, what are we moving on to? <laughs> we got, we, we'll get stuck on this for a whole hour. For a whole another hour. Because it's a real conversation. It is a real and conversation. And I'm glad that we had it. I'm glad that we've had it. And go, go I away. expect I expect to to continue to have these kind of conversations about the future of this this great town that we all just love. Make, yeah, make, we all make love. a hit. Dude. Just make a hit. <laughs> make a the whole problem. Make a hit. All right, let's talk national, and I want to get into the Supreme Court. Well, uh, we called because, it because I'm a yeah. I know we definitely called it. <laughs> what, what did I say a minute ago? This is one native Washingtonian. I, we do not want an office. Yeah. Well, yeah. Unfortunately, Americana it, it, bullshittery. It, dipshittery. I dipshittery. Yeah. Dipshittery. Americana, Americana dipshittery. dipshittery. Damn it! That was supposed to be the. T- Damn it! That was supposed. That to be was the supposed to be the title of the show. Damn it. We'll do it. We'll do it I again. We went, I think we it's went fine. We found we found a picture of a white dude going like this. Ah. Yeah, but Americana dipshittery at its finest Americana this week. Americana dipshittery. So we should talk about it because this week on Monday, uh, President Trump formally nominated uh, Judge Brett Kavanaugh. He's currently sitting on the D.C. Circuit Court, mm-hmm. um, Federal Circuit Court, which is the f- uh, the Federal Appeals oh. Court, which is the court directly below. Talk about the, the, the daily Supreme the court. daily double of doom that he was involved in. Something just happened today. No, like oh his 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 credit card debt came out today. No, but his but oh the boy. two the two things that he like wrote the two oh things boy. that he like did. Well, he's well, he's, he's Ken, was it the Ken Star thing? Yeah, 
Ken oh. Starr. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're no. jumping ahead of. I'm <laughs> no, I just, it just. I was gonna get to everything. I was gonna get. Okay, to, okay, let cool. Me get, let me get. Let me get his. Let me get his bona fides. I out got excited. I know you did. I know you did. It's all good. It's all good. Damn. Judge on the D.C. Circuit. Um, <laughs> Welcome he clerked, to our show. <laughs> he clerked for Justice Kennedy. Um, he worked with Ken Starr on the Whitewater investigation mm-hmm. of Bill Clinton. Um, he kind of now takes a very, I want to say, permissive view of yes. what I would call executive immunity. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if that was a large factor in President Trump's picking him. Mm-hmm. Specifically for that reason, because he's a crook. Strict constructionalist, <laughs> strict constructionalist constitutional reader. So yeah. We have an outside exactly. friend in here. Until go away. Go away. It's just going. Until you know. Trump, until Trump, uh, uh, until Trump's case comes before him. Yeah. So basically, the court is going to move to the right. How far to the right? I mean, if you think about the way I sort of think about the current justices on a left to right spectrum, I would say Justice Sotomayor, the farthest left, then Justice Kagan, then close behind Justice Bader Ginsburg, um, Breyer, closer to the middle, then you have Roberts, who sort of will now oc- occupy the middle ground. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is crazy. Which is crazy because he's <laughs> a firebrand conservative. Yeah. Right. So from Roberts, then I would go Gorsuch, then Alito, then Clarence Thomas. So particularly assuming that sort of like the right side of that spectrum is correct. You have a lot of scholarly uh, um, uh, research out there that, that, that shows that Justice Kavanaugh, a, a Justice Kavanaugh would be between Alito and Thomas. Mm-hmm. Basically would be the second most conservative justice on the court. And, you know, these... Cases of great constitutional import oftentimes are not, they're not accidents of history mm. like Brown versus Board. Brown versus Board of Education wasn't an accident of history. Those, mm. were, those were opportunities that, that civil rights lawyers saw to pursue a policy agenda through the courts. And what we have now is the same thing that's going to be happening on the right, especially now that they smell blood in the water. What does this mean for abortion rights? Mm. LGBTQ rights, minority civil rights, affirmative action, the death penalty, criminal jurisprudence. Um, Everything is going to move rightward when you have to satisfy getting Justice Roberts. And this assumes that all the liberals can stay together, which they actually do a a pretty good job of Mm -hmm. always staying together in their in their camp. Um, You know, I think. I think how it's going to play out over the next few years, um, because I do believe that Justice Kavanaugh, despite Democrats, despite the anger, the righteous anger, and despite Democrats' profession that they're going to do everything in our power to slow down this nomination, they who don't gives a shit? They don't no. have a. They who, don't. They don't no. have the mandate. In who the, thank gives you. a thank shit? You. you slow it down. To pass the the midterm and 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 then what? You kill his nomination and then what? And then what? Then Donald Trump finds another this <laughs> is another highly conservative, uh, retrograde judge to put up yeah. on the Supreme this Court. So this is well, I was going to yeah. ask this this, no this question. The I'm court, sorry. The court was no lost. problem. Yeah. The court was lost in November of 2016. Yeah. For a ge- for a generation. Yeah. For a generation. So I was going to ask the question. This isn't the last one he's going to get. Oh. 
God, no. This isn't the last one he's no. going to get either. And you need to be prepared yeah. um, for it. I thought the, the, the picks were interesting. The, you know... We thinking we're, we're thinking that it's this person. We're thinking that it, you know, it could could be this the person. The horse race, the horse race aspect. Horse race. You've yeah, enthralled by that. It, it I was. <laughs> <laughs> it was a little interesting to me. It was like the Triple Crown. Such um, good TV. Yeah, such good TV. Which who was your favorite handmaid? <laughs> okay, can I be real honest? <laughs> I don't watch The Handmaid's Tale. Um, oh, wow. <gasps> Shut up. <laughs> Chance. I don't know anything about it. What is it about? N- never mind. Um, get it. Get it. Watch it. It's on Hulu, right? <laughs> is it on Hulu or Netflix? It's I haven't on, it's seen it either. It's on Hulu. It's on Hulu. But I think I read the first book like when, yeah, I, was it's a, when I was in like it's, seventh it's, grade. It's, it's fascinating and wonderful, and people yeah. should watch it. Um, Anna, Anna Green Gables was fascinating and, and wonderful, and I will always watch that. Mm. Um, mm. PBS for life. Shout PBS. Out to 80s. Come on now. It's, it, to my <laughs> back to my uh, statement when he finally made the pick and I'm sitting there because it was late he was supposed yeah. to make it at noon he'd make it till nine o'clock that night um no, I thought he wanted the primetime slot I mean did. that's what he I'm did. thinking it's, so it's anybody that was like oh he's gonna announce it at noon no he's not it was either gonna be at three four o'clock or primetime no, I mean that's that's primetime on Twitter is three or four o'clock right so, you know, <laughs> so when when he did the pick I just kind of sat there like this. Okay, this guy was down with Ken Starr. I do remember that. Didn't know he was a native Washingtonian, some of the other stuff. And I was like, hmm, let me read the reports. And I just kept looking at him. I just kept saying, are you smart enough to sit at the Supreme Court? Mm. Okay, that's <laughs> what I thought. I mean, I, mean, I, I th- never heard y'all that quiet before. Okay, so... <laughs> So to me, it was fascinating in the sense that Trump has this way, and and it's it's become like his like calling card, and it's fascinating to watch. God, his he, sandbox picks. He has this way of like finding the exact person from central casting to be like the For guy. Judges, yeah, yeah. Like yes. it's like, hey, you did this, this, and this, which for the purposes of, you know, like. I guess um, discussing our agenda with the, with the public at large, mm-hmm. yeah. we can literally point at these things that everybody knows and say he did that and that and that. So that just says who exactly who he is. Mm-hmm. See, now it's I fascinating. Would, I would I would I would push back slightly. I do believe he has the intellect to sit on the court. Um, I think he has. Um, I mean, this I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna get in the weeds here, but I I do believe that do like it. this conservative judicial philosophy, the sort of originalist, textualist uh, um, mode of in- interpreting the Constitution, it gets you into, it gets you into bad outcomes. Mm-hmm. And this was the problem that Justice Scalia had. Early on in his career, I felt like he was somebody who, he had his judicial philosophy. I didn't necessarily agree with it, but he had it. And if it, and if it, if it came out against the conservative, mm-hmm. it was going to come out against the conservative. If it more... It, more often than not came out against the poor and the minority but you know on the off chance that you know a a, a south carolina beach house landowner uh <laughs> you know gets screwed out of his land um you know justice Scalia wasn't always there for him so right but but you know i i i i i just get the sense that his jurisprudence is going to be very similar to justice scalia's 
maybe without the acerbic uh, tone of <laughs> Justice Scalia's dismissive rants. Right. I mean, <laughs> often in often in dissents. I mean, you need a guy who can. Okay, so I feel like Trump in the next two years mm-hmm. is going to hustle a lot of stuff through the court because really? this is now the time. I mean, we, we're now a year and a half in. This is now the time where you start thinking about legacy, legacy building, like you know, like building that. You know, if you if he's going to run again, then you need something by which to build your campaign on. Yeah, I hope he's thinking legacy building before the 2018 midterms. I mean, he should be he should be thinking about. No, I'm, I'm sure he doesn't care about the midterms. Holding on to a majority like, well, in I the house. So I feel like he's. Beached. I feel like he's so arrogant. There's a level of arrogance and yeah, business sure. with him, where when you put somebody like this guy on the court, you're doing it with a specific goal in mind. You're like, okay, cool. We got our. We got our. You know, we got our like our block now. Everything we put up is like a rubber stamp. So. Let's see. Let's repeal Roe v. Wade. Let's like you know like. Well, I was about to say, you know what the you know what the toll is. You know the price that he has to pay. I mean, right. this is this this the the court seats are sacrosanct to cons- to hardcore conservatives, right? Hardcore conservative intellectuals and evangelical and and hard r- and far right religious mm-hmm. conservatives. Right. Um, the judiciary is sacrosanct to them. They feel like, uh, you know, in the 60s and 70s and 80s that the Supreme Court was their enemy, took prayer out of school, mm-hmm. said, that, oh, said yeah. that, you know, a football team in Texas can't kneel and say prayer before a football game. Right. You know, I mean, these are the things that, that you know, they, 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 they chafe against. That, right. You know, um, you know, charter schools are going to get money, but a Catholic school can't. Nope. Um, you know, and, and and whatever your whatever your views on on those social and 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 religious issues, this has been a generations long program in the conservative movement, right? In the conservative legal movement, which has been spearheaded by the Federalist Society, they're all basically Antonin Scalia acolytes. Um, they would probably point to Scalia. I think most, if you went to a Federalist Society dinner, like at the Wardman Marriott. Right, or I was going to say, right. At the, like, at the uh, Marriott Wardman right. Park? Yeah. 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 Maybe like at the Hay if, if you went there, if you went there and, the, and, and you asked them through, throughout the history of the United States Supreme Court, which I'm sure they could cite to you chapter and verse, um, going back to Justice Marshall, uh, uh, who 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 would they see as sort of like the platonic ideal of conservative jurisprudence? Mm-hmm. I think most of them would say Antonin Scalia. Maybe some might say Bill Rehnquist. Maybe some old school uh, uh, folks. But but I think Antonin Scalia would be the the sort of the pick. Right. Um, Justice Kavanaugh, I think, is going to be right in that mold. And 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 the problem with Justice Scalia, like I say, early in his career, he had his philosophy. He would stick to it, and even if it went against conservatives, then all of a sudden he just he, he got to a point late in his career where he was basically just a partisan hack. Yeah, you know, he it was, was just, like he was just up I mean, there. To me, it's it, you you get it a was point. a partisan hack. There was a point where you look Which at like to be fair, there's a lot of partisan hacks on the court. What was being you know like decided by the court? You just you just get fed up. Yeah, like it's 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 a, there's a level of anger that's involved in all of that, and. You know, not being able to necessarily see your, mm-hmm. you know, view of the Constitution being upheld, right? So right. you just get mad, <laughs> like, and you become an like angry old man, you know, like just railing in in, in the breeze. 
I mean, let's talk about let's talk about some things that the Supreme Court um, could be could be addressing. They're going to be addressing abortion restrictions. And you know, sooner, sooner, immediately, that's, sooner that's rather than later. It, it, number one, it boils if not, my. If, if not this term, if not this term, it'll be the following term. Yeah. I bet if they if they if they timed it to time with the midterm elections, I wouldn't be surprised. They're yeah. going to probably try to run it through the Fifth Circuit, which runs through Texas. Right. Yeah. Um, it's just like leave my uterus alone. Yeah. Well, they're about. They're about to get yeah. all up in that uterus. But hey, and I just hey, if you just married a good man with a good job, then you could have I mean, that kid. Damn it! I mean, let's look. Let's put these. I want the boat. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Boats before babies. I'm just saying that let's, that's where we are as a country you know, now. You, you let's know. call this. Let's call this what this is. I mean, this is going to be an. an, an, an this is going to be a legislative assault yeah. on female. Reproductive will. rights. I it am absolutely great. will. I'm very it grateful. Absolutely will. We're going to have a five to four solid conservative yep. majority on the Supreme Court. A state like Iowa or Mississippi or Alabama, these are states that have automatic trigger laws that if Roe versus Wade were ever overturned, then um, basically it would outlaw abortion within, you know, within those state lines. And what we're going to end up with is going to be this patchwork of places large swaths of this country where where women are simply not going to have access to um to abortion mm. they're not going to have access in many instances to just basic, your, your basic your health care basic health care there's a fascinating notion to consider uh, with all of us that we're talking about mm. you're going to largely trap women in the middle of the country in the middle of the country that's absolutely because right you're yeah. Gonna, yeah, you're gonna, because you're going to you're going to make the coastal elites coastal elites mm -hmm. uh you know like pariahs yeah and you know like liberal issues liberal policy liberal ideals are going to be so far away from the american the established american mainstream by the united states government mm -hmm. that you know you're gonna trap if you're like a 19 year old woman looking for an abortion and you're in iowa you're trapped in iowa you're trapped you're, there's no way that you can get yeah. out to you know California. You can't afford it. And once you have that kid, it's going to be awfully hard to become a rich uh, or a non-poor right. yeah. single mother from Iowa. So you're trapping people. And yep. I think about this in terms of industry as well, because what what the court can also That's a, do. That's a really good way of saying that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Trapping. Right. Because what the court could also do, because they've, you know, like destabilized unions, yep. is now you can allow for the the, the the development of the redevelopment of industry in these places where people don't have access to rights and it's an easy way to control people mm -hmm. and i'm not saying that that's you know where we're headed and, and it's totalitarianism and not democracy but that's how you control people mm -hmm. you take you strip away their access to rights and their desire to ever leave where they are right and then you roll in jobs that pay them $1 more than whatever they were earning. Mm -hmm. And they think it's great. And now we're rebuilding America and making it great again. Yeah. So, right. I mean, if yeah. you wanted to understand intrinsically why this thing matters with the Supreme Court, it's the beginning of Trump being able to roll out his mandate that he accepted upon becoming president of the United States. The MAGA thing is real now. Yes. It's real. It has actual people in place who have real jobs, who do actual things. It well, was all it was all funny and 
No, the fun shit. and games and fuckery when we were thinking, no, oh, like is, this shit has not been fun a, and games. No, but you like when you saw like a, when people saw people who are not in this room saw the red hat. It's like ha ha ha. Yeah, no, these, these assholes are wearing red hats. Yeah, but now there is a Supreme Court justice. There's a midterm election that's not going to go the, the way the Democratic Party wants it to go. Nope. There's nope. <laughs> there's there's Come public on, no, right. Stop. There's public opinion. There's a there, in the court of public opinion. There are liberal icons who are looked at as pariahs, who are looked at as rapists and terrible human beings who do not deserve to be even like you know like legally like you know like you know, people who are dealt with in a positive manner legally by our society. This has all happened in like the last two years. And now you have somebody entrenched on the Supreme Court to just steamroll all this stuff like into law for at least at least generations. So what what happens? What does a conservative Supreme Court look like? Like I'm 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 not so sure that we're going to see an opinion that says um, Roe versus Wade is hereby overturned. As, they're gonna give it to the states. Law. I think what they're going to do is they're going to give it to the states, and yep. they're going to go. They're going <laughs> to exactly. say, "Okay, now we've got a, a a six week. You can only have your abortion within the first six weeks since six weeks after conception." And which you, which you te- usually don't, you usually you don't even find out. Yeah, exactly, can't. exactly. Um, so then, then that 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 it law is going to work its way up to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court is going to say. Uh, yeah, you know, six weeks seems reasonable. You're not really denying access to abortion. You're just saying it's got to happen within the first six weeks. Okay, good. Good deal. Right. Uh, you know, and then um, LGBTQ rights. Uh, you know, I don't think that Obergefell is going to be overturned and that the, the you know, the, the right of the state to deny marriage is going to be, you know, uh, that we're going to have that again. But um, if employers start deciding that my religious conscience tells me that I can't hire gay people, I can't hire trans people, um, and you happen to be in a state, let's say you're in a state that has, uh, the, the, that includes LGBTQ people as, as you know, part of a, a, a protected class who cannot be discriminated against on that basis. You get that up to the Supreme Court, do you think that a conservative Supreme Court is going to uphold that? They're not gonna, nope. they, 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 may not take, they may not take marriage away from from LGBTQ, but I don't predict that we're going to see them be very friendly towards other encroachments, other discriminations mm-hmm. um, I mean, against, against I folks. That, again, Minority Civil Rights, the Voting oh, Rights Act. That is already... The Voting Rights Act. We're going to see, we're probably going to see a major voter ID case. I mean, I, be, rail, I, rail against, I rail against these voter ID cases because it's when you weigh... The harm that they are supposedly seeking to to remedy from the number of people who are disenfranchised is, is the the the, 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 the equities are so far out of balance. Here's the thing that uh, that people uh, that should. Yeah, but thing. a so, but a conservative Supreme Court is likely to say yes. Texas, your voter ID law that has disenfranchised 150,000 African Americans in your state. Is constitutional. Right. I'm gonna add. We're something. gonna get that. I'm gonna We're gonna get that. I'm gonna add something to this conversation because it's something that I've been thinking about a lot recently. Because I think about these things, you know, like eons before. I happen. had a thought in my head, and, and it's gone out the window okay, now. Okay. <laughs> so, cultural-based charter schools. Uh, it. <laughs> we posted that online. Right. So it's a thing that could easily happen when you have economically enfranchised white folks in the middle of the country. They have already 
tried it. Right. But but if with a court that is that conservative. It will happen. It'll absolutely happen. You could yeah. have, quote unquote, like, you know, German Quaker charter school. That is largely just a bunch of white kids going to school together without any without any Asians right. or blacks right. or Latinos. Yeah. And that and it's OK. And it, it takes us back to 1842, but you know, 1842 is apparently a good time. Just their, that far their, back? Their, their quiz showing basketball teams probably suck. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. It's, like that's, it's that's academic gonna. is going to look real yeah. interesting. Yeah. Bas- basketball teams like, oh, we get German Quaker this week. Yeah, hell yeah. Also, chalk up the W. Right, but those are things to think about, and it's really <laughs> unfortunate. But that's where we're headed. Like that is that does sound like where things are headed. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so things are things are bad on the court. I when you know I, I always say this when when I first realized when it first hit me that Donald Trump had been elected the forty fifth president of these United States. Literally, the first thing that popped in my head was Supreme Court. The Supreme Court and the federal judiciary are going to be gone for a generation. Yep. Yeah. A generation, um, and you know it could get tough because we might actually get at some point. Um, a, a sort of like a, a reestablishment of the Obama coalition, even stronger with all a lot of millennials coming into it, and we might actually, you know, take back the presidency in 2020. We might be able to get the House here in 2018, get the presidency and the Senate in 2020, and by 2021, you know, we're back running shit. Yeah. And then what does it matter? You pass Medicare for all bill, it gets up to the Supreme Court, and Justice Kavanaugh writes the opinion saying that. Medicare for all is unconstitutional. Right. And he, and, and, and he would. And he that's would. That's his job. And he that's, would. That's why he yeah. was put on that's there. That's his that's literal why job. Exactly why he was voted in. That's exactly why this he was put why, on there. Yeah. So it's dark times for the court. And all that means, all it means is that people have to fight even harder. Activism is absolutely necessary. People, av- activism is absolutely necessary, and it's got to be Multi-layered, geared. bipartisan activism. You yes. can't just put it on a t-shirt and walk down the street with and it And you have to get out and vote. You have to get people out to vote. We don't want to see numbers 8.9 point, you know. Thank eight. God. Don't yeah, no, we're not doing that. All right, uh, guys, we're going to do... Nah. So, so we're, 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 we're down to our last 20 minutes here. We're going to... Do you guys have bishes? Uh, yeah. Oh, of course. All yeah, right. All right. I do. So then this is a bit that we haven't done in a while, but I think we want to get back to doing it. Yeah. This is the Bish sesh. We're each going to do 60 seconds on what is our Bish, and then we're all going to vote on which one we're going to talk about for the segment. Marcus, give me your Bish. Oh, gosh. Um, my, my main Bish is about uh, the consolidation of media right oh now. Oh, boy. Where we're looking at, okay, so... Fox and Disney, oh, Fox, yeah. Disney, and Comcast are attempting to like take over all of media. This mm-hmm. is the elevator pitch you're giving me. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> it's just fascinating because it's like, okay, so we we've gone all the way around the sun to where we had three trillion channels mm-hmm. in the the, yeah. the deregulated like 90s and 2000s, and cable boomed, and now we're getting back to three. Yep, basically, basically. All and right. it's gonna take like six months. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Blows my mind every time I look at like you know like how this is moving know, around. I'm just like, it's crazy. It's how? crazy because we've cut the cord. Three hundred trillion channels to three. It's because we've stopped. Uh, we've abandoned the principles of antitrust law. Anyway, Michelle, <laughs> give me your elevator pitch. What is your bish? 
for this week? I'm going to keep it really simple. I said it in the beginning of the show. I am tired of white people calling the law on blacks. Mm. It has to stop. Or somewhere in somebody's council hearing, law and legislation needs to be placed and you need to be fined and either serve a few days in jail. I am, ti- I am tired of getting on Facebook. I am tired of turning on the news. I am tired, tired, tired of seeing the shit. If I live in the apartment complex and I want to come downstairs, I paid my money just like you and I want to sit around the pool, but you decide that my skin tone is just not the color that you'd like to see at the pool and you call the police officers on me. We have a fucking problem. Got him. If we do that, we have a great story to tell. Hashtag white people. White people? White people? My bish, my bish for this week, uh, kind of similar to yours, Michelle. Um, I'm sure everybody has seen the viral video of like the old white guy yelling at the the the, the Puerto Rican girl with the Puerto Rican with the mm-hmm. Puerto Rican flag shirt, telling her about how she can't wear that in America. She's not a real American. Why don't you wear something that's American? And she's like, um, first of all. Puerto Rico First is America. First of all, Puerto Rico is America. I'm a U.S. Yep. citizen. Yep. Secondly, why the fuck are you bothering me? Get away. Get out of my face. Um, and then, of course, of course, of there's course. a white cop standing around, and she's like, because he keeps getting in her face. Like, he is very mm-hmm. aggressive in her face. And you can tell, watching the video, she's trying to back away. She's trying to avoid him. She's trying not to, you know, just deal with, his, deal with his, his, his diarrhea of the mouth. And um, there's a cop standing right there. And she's like, excuse me, officer, uh, this man is harassing me. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's gotten very close to being physically harassing. Um, and he does nothing. And he does nothing. He does I mean, I absolutely think, nothing. I think that something between this is a good conversation piece. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. I think so, um, too. So I'll tell a story. <laughs> um, we like your stories. Okay. So I, um, I, I for the better, better, better part of like the last 10 years, I've run a lot of white people. I just have. So it's, it's been like just the, the nature of my life. Mm-hmm. And it's, me, it's me too. Me yeah, too, by the way. Well, congratulations. <laughs> kind of sort of when I ride the bus. So one of my favorite things to do. And go to Whole Foods. There you go. Whole Foods is, Whole Foods is delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Hot bar. Get them. But um, so anyway, so one of my favorite things to do is there's moments because, okay, especially in D.C. now. Because large parts of D.C. have remained black. Like, even though, like, you're surrounded by white people, there's just still black stuff that exists. Yep. Yeah. So, one of my favorite, like... We so got to keep something for our yeah, damn yeah, selves. Yeah, yeah. So, this is, this is what happened. Like, this is what this is what will happen. Like, I'll, I'll use Whole Foods as an example because we brought up Whole Foods. It's a great <laughs> it's a great story. So, I was at the hot bar at Whole Foods. And it was, like, me and, like, you know, White Boy Troy and Susie Cream Cheese and, like, 12 other people. We're just hanging out. So, it's me and, you know, Troy and Susie Pancake, sitting there. Pancake Patty. Yeah. Pancake Patty was there too. <laughs> Everybody was hanging out, and at the hot bar they had like these like garlic like flavored um, collard greens, <laughs> and they're like in the you know it's like there's like fried chicken and collard greens like next to each other. Tiger and Woods, right? And at I'm like, and I'm wait, standing at the, there at the Whole Foods. Hot at bar. the Whole Foods, yeah. And you can tell which one yeah, that he's talking about. To say which one? Yeah. Either so I'm like, Silver, Spr- Silver Spring or Peach Street. Yeah, so I'm in Peach Street, but we're talking about DC. <laughs> so in any event, I'm standing there, and I'm between these two people, and 
I'm just like, and the the girl looks at me and she goes, watching a game tonight? Because like, are there like multiple different kinds of chicken wings? And so I'm just like loading up on chicken wings. And I'm like, no, I just like chicken wings. And the, the guy next to me is like, man, what kind of chicken wings do you like? Did y'all turn the air off in here? And I said, mambo sauce wings, of which there are none at this bar. You got to go get yeah. your He's own like, so what are you going to do own. then? I'm like, well, I have mambo sauce at home, Cap so I, I'll be okay. Yeah, exactly. So, okay. <laughs> so he's like, so are you going to get... What else are you going to get? We're like having a conversation at this point because it's like super awkward and it's like a tight space. And yeah. I'm like, I'm going to get some greens too. And Caesar Cream Cheese looks at me and goes, how do they taste? And I said, well, I'm like, do you like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, do you like kale? She's like, I love kale. I love kale. And I'm like, great, fabulous. I'm like, it's like a more acidic so version of kale. You should have some. She's like, well, what if I just like stole some like off the hot bar? Would anybody notice? I said, if I stole some, they would notice. <laughs> but if you stole some, you go right on ahead. I'm pretty sure that they wouldn't notice. L O L. P Street Patty. And then she's like, you made a racial joke. <laughs> wow. No shit. And so we sat there for like the better part of like five minutes yeah. having a conversation. About like race and privilege and access. And the, the, the key point of this whole conversation is that you have to like discuss your case. Okay, so it's it's going to sound horrible, but it's the absolute truth. As a black person in America in 2018, you have to discuss your freedom with white people. It's a damn shame. Like you have to discuss why you're free and why your freedom matters. Because White people just can, okay, so like in Washington, D.C. especially, white people can just walk into your neighborhood and buy your house and move into your house and leave you on the sidewalk. For market value. And it's perfectly okay. So the thing that you have to do is that when this happens, you have to say to them, hold on, I have rights and I have freedoms. And I have unique things about me that are uniquely me. Yep. And let's, let's, gain, let's have some respect about this and let's find some, some common ground. So, like, at the end of that conversation, you know, like, Peace Street Patty, Susie Cream Cheese. Peace Street Patty. She had, she had some, some, some collard greens on her plate. With the garlic. Right. And then me and my, my homeboy over here, who both like fried chicken, he's like, hey, man, if you're ever, like, in my neighborhood. Tentley Town Tom. You should totally, Tentley Town Tom. I love Tentley Town Tom. It is his sensible, it is sensible brown sandals. I love oh, it. You got to meet North Capitol Nancy. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, she's even better. She lives right down the street. She lives right down the street. <laughs> so, so we had a whole, <laughs> we had a whole conversation. And like, you know, me and, me and I, you know, T, you know, you know, me and I, Tinley Town Tom, we're going to probably Tom. sit down and watch a, watch a football game at some point with football. some, with some yeah. wings. And then, you know, I introduced this young lady to collard greens and at no point did they feel threatened. I mean, initially they did, but at this point they 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 didn't. You because I explained to them why I was there, that we were all similar, and that we could all share a similar space together. I think Anthony Bourdain would be very proud of you at this moment. I feel like the Just conversation the conversation on race is ongoing. 
<laughs> I mean, clearly, honey, clearly. I just had uh-huh. to tell that story because I feel right. like it's, no, it's I relevant. Mean, I mean, because we 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 talked. I mean, we you this. know we did our pitch. We talked about it, and it's. I mean, it's a perfect story to yeah. you know. Yeah, because yeah. it's one of those times where I'm just like, oh, okay. It was, a, it was one of your favorite. The things. moral of the story is. Collard oh, greens are delicious. Try, try the collard greens. Karen, collard we green. don't want your goddamn put, potato salad. I put I put um I put collard greens in caldo gallego. Nice. So I do mm. a little. Mm. Yes. Mm. We'll have to we'll have to talk about it someday because I get the um, I have kind of like a, a special privileged mm. place because I'm very clearly a white man. I'm also very clearly a Hispanic. Yeah. Um, and so it's like one of these deals where it's like, I don't get pulled over arbitrarily or harassed by cops on the general but by the same token like i can sit back and be like oh, fucking white people right. <laughs> you played in a go-go band <laughs> you're good you're i played good. in a go-go band that's true i yeah, played in a go-go band played in a go-go so band. um it's so funny anyway let's talk about our favorite things let's let's finish up the show Yo. we like to finish yes. on a positive positive oh. note michelle yes. So Michelle, what was your favorite thing that you saw this week? So it, it's so just like the other week when we t- we have to hold hands when we do this. <laughs> Marcus, it was so good. Marcus makes me blush. <laughs> <laughs> so not only did Cardi B have her baby. <laughs> oh, she did. She did. What, today? Yeah. Uh, Cult- yesterday. Culture with a K. Culture with a K. <laughs> Culture with a K. So you know. Don't That's you fantastic. talk about. Out here. Don't. What's popping? Out here. This concludes DCTV. <laughs> oh my God. Look at Mike's face. <laughs> Phenomenal. Okay. Phenomenal. So as Marcus and I have held hands, and this show has just gone off the radar. Off the rails. Um, off the rails. We had several favorite things this week, but, but, but there's one. But the number one, and and we share it. Shout out to Gimlet Media. Is, Nuck if you're Buck, and they, that my friends, is just how old is that song now? Fifth? What is it? Almost fifteen. It's almost fifteen. Sixteen years old. Sixteen years old. Let me think. Actually, no, it's not. It's um, nineteen years old now. Is it twenty years? It's old? almost twenty years old. It's like ninety nine ish. Oh my god! Yes. Yeah. Damn, it's I'm nineteen old. years old. Yeah. So Gimlet Media, which you know, Loudspeakers Network. Right. Shout out to Combat Jack. RIP. I actually have tears in my eyes from the laughter. Okay, so <laughs> Gimlet's been like really pushing like a lot of great urban theme content. Yeah. And at this point now, like podcasting is to a place where, you know, we do a podcast and somebody yeah. else does a podcast. And it's hard. It's really hard to make, to get like amazing content. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, so, what, like, what, like what we get. Right. But of course. So Gimlet Media put together the crime mob and sat them down and had them discuss the making of Nuck If You Buck. If you find oh it boy. online, it is the greatest listen of like, Mike, did you even notice existed in the world? Crime Mob, they sat down Crime Mob and they talked about the making of Nuck If You Buck. Because <laughs> it, needed, it needed to be done. Because it needed to be done. <laughs> Whatever, Mike. And there's, and there's, and there's our, our engineer, no, Mike, says Mike Phillips, yeah, saying it didn't need to be yeah. done. But there's, it to be done. But there's that, that, that song is forever classic. That is a song that you will hear. I'm going to be 70, and I'm mm-hmm. going to be at some cabaret, 
And then all of a sudden, you know, as Auntie, you came to the party. Mm, I did. No. All right, we're going to play some old school. Nook, if you book, nook, nook. And I'm going to be like, oh, it's, that was my twerk, jam. So, twerk is be so on. it's one I'm of those. I'm going to be twerking. Yeah, it's one of those things where, like. <laughs> yeah, like, it's, it's one of those things where we've reached a point. For me, also, can it's we great. Play, can we play the song legally? We can. No. So, so I don't think we. I don't think we have the rights. Yeah, it's one of those things where we've reached a point with media, oh boy. Oh boy. where Damn. actual black things oh God. are actual <laughs> relevant things. So, like, there's like actual black things, like things that like exist across multiple black communities, <laughs> as great. Like, there's things that just rich, like things that just rich black people like. There's yeah. things oh, that like oh God, yeah. just like you know lower to middle income black people like. There's just things that like you know like college educated black people like. It's just true. Some people like the off brand onion rings and uh, uh, funion rings. Yeah. And other people like the right. brand funion rings. Just saying. Hmm. So this or is a thing. Green shiny bag or. <laughs> so good. But anyway, that's so good. I. I'm a I love you. Oh. The anyway, oh they're made funyuns. So this is one of those Ooh. things <laughs> where this exists across the entire black diaspora, the entire black American diaspora, where every single person who listens to this of a certain age. <laughs> wow. Woodland, Woodland Windy. windy. Hey, I like girl. that. Hey. Oh my God. I, I, like, I, I like it. But yeah, so like, you across Who that was that that said that? <laughs> oh my God! Be God gra- be Grayson, be Grayson. Love, so love, love to so all of our viewers. Yeah, so to both of you. So around uh, that for the entire Black diaspora, Black American diaspora, not if you buck, is like national anthem status. <laughs> so like, if you think international player anthem, yeah. Knock if you buck. Right. Oh my gosh. So it's just astounding. Like, do you, Ian? Do you know the song? I do know the song. Okay, I, just I do know the song. Yeah. I, so I, I mean, that wasn't trying to, you know, I'm an so it's just, band, but I wanted to make sure you knew the song. Yeah. So it's just I crazy. I mean, you were in a go-go band, so right. So it's just crazy that this podcasting thing ICC has, for life has reached this point where you can have these kind of conversations, and they're I'm, relevant and necessary, and absolutely have to happen. How soon do you think there'll be a crime mob in PR tiny desk? Oh, that 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 could happen like tomorrow. It really could. Yeah, it could happen tomorrow. That's really nothing. Could. It's right. really nothing. I'm let careful. me get let me get let me get my favorite thing in before we. I just want Gucci to do wasted today at NPR. Good, good night. Today is the 17th birthday of One Love Massive. It is. Hey! Shout out to Molly. Shout out to Molly. Shout out to everybody Happy here. birthday to you. <laughs> Happy birthday. Okay. They're harmonizing. Can we get this? We need this on a loop, man. We need this on a loop. We need to be like it's gonna be like it's gonna be like morning zoo radio or something like that. We're gonna have like a set. <laughs> They're gonna put my ass off the radio. <laughs> just gonna loop. We're just gonna loop the, the happy birthday. That was nice. Thank that was you. nice vocal harmonies right Thank there. You, you guys, we hot, we hot like that. <laughs> no man, I wanna, I wanna say, I wanna say a big thanks and a big shout out to One Love Massive. Everybody here, they're so great to us. Nick and Mike put this on. They do Seriously. so much work behind the scenes. Much appreciated. Um, like we sometimes literally roll in off the streets, <laughs> literally on, put on put on the cans and start talking. These guys make it all happen, and so we appreciate you. We appreciate everybody. Molly is, uh, she's brilliant. She's brilliant. Yeah, 
Well, she does. Well, she's what she does. What she does for for arts and necessary and, human and in the humanity for the here people. in the nation's capital. She is for the people. For the people and Lily. Yes. So no. thank you all very much. This is that is DC TBD for this week, guys. Boom. It's been a pleasure as always. Absolutely. Yes. Have a good night, everyone. Peace. Right on.